Welcome to the podcast with Face, Pat, and with that being said, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, a show with three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. And as always, I am one third of the partners, your boy Tiz, and I am along with. What's good, y'all? It's your friendly neighborhood Padawan here. It's for season two. Season two. And I'm along with. You know, what's that, man? It's your boy facing the place, first place this week, dashing on the ass in second year. What it do, fellas? Year two. <laughs> we ready to go. Hope y'all ready to go too. And how y'all doing this? How is everybody? How y'all feeling? How your week going? Well, today beginning is of the week. beginning of the week. Forgot what day it was that damn quick. But hey, I'm still doing good. Um, the 30th, no problem. November 30th. Yeah. Seems like the year just started and it's already almost over. Uh, the older I get, the faster the year flies by, but it just makes you appreciate time that much more. So I'm pretty I'm pretty good right now. Pretty good. I'm normally all fucked up in the head when it comes to December because my dad passed uh, like Three or four days before Christmas, so the holiday season ain't never mm. been my never been my type of shit. But yeah, you know it's for the kids, so I try to I ain't gonna say repress or press it off and not think about it, but I try to always keep it out of my mind. But this year, being that we on a, a mental health like really progressive with mental health, I'm gonna try to embrace that feeling of, of going through the motions, but still conquer that feeling as well because I've never conquered that that those those off feelings. Of having around the holidays, being my father passion. So I'm going to take this year and really try to overcome those feelings and just change the overlook of it and just try to do something different. Um, I, the past couple of years, I just try to do it saying, you know, it's for the kids, make 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 the holiday for the kids and still having the back of my mind how I personally. But I'm going to just try to go ahead and just totally conquer that this year, just this Christmas season. It's going to be hard as shit. I know that. I know that for sure. Um, but it's something I really feel like I need to do to progress, just not only as a human being, but as a father and a parent too, because I feel like it's it's a, it's something missing there on the holidays from dad, from the husband, even because I'm always I'm dealing with something mentally myself that's deep with from years and years and years. So if I can conquer that, one more step in a positive direction. That's pretty huge right there, bro. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely learn a lot from that. Um, that's a big way to deal with just your grief and really actually allowing yourself to feel like I think that's a half of the battle with a lot of this, allowing yourself to actually deal with it as opposed to put it down. So salute to you on that, man. Big ups, man. Um, how can we support you? Same old, same old, man. Just be my friends. Be there for me if I pick up the phone. Be there listen to the event. Listen to me crap. Just be there for me. We got you on that. Pat, how you doing, bro? Uh, Calming down from, I would say, a busy day, but a productive day or whatever. Um, got a lot of stuff done. Um, collaborating, collaborating with some people or whatever, trying to do. And I think my, I think my freaking mic went out. But um, <clears throat> that and getting trying to get a lot of projects done, pretty much, and just all my little adulting errands out the way because this is my one day of the week that I have off to get all that stuff done and get it out of the way. But I am here today to start the week or whatever. Um, I, I feel face. I'm not really a holiday person. I wonder why I, well, I, I, I'm, I saw my grandparents, my, um, grandmother, she passed right before Christmas too. But yeah, I'm, I'm like at the certain age, I was like, after a while, I just holidays. All right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> but other than that, man, yeah, I'm good, man. 
Just started a week. It is a new one, man. It's a new one, baby. But we've made it through the first two days of it. So, you know, three more to go as far as the work week. And then we on to the weekend. So let's keep pushing, fellas. We got this. Um, How can we support you this week, Pat? Uh, Man, just being there, man. And, you know, doing what y'all do, man. Uh, Let me know what I need to do on the podcast to keep me organized because my brain especially while I'm at work, it'd be work, work, work. And then um, afterwards, I'm like rushed into like, all right, what I need to figure out what I need to do or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? And what y'all do all in general, just be there for me. You know, I appreciate y'all. We got your back, man. Whole year. I mean, to us, this ain't nothing because we known each other for about 20 years and y'all been known each other all y'all lives. So still another year, even in that, man, it's another year in, us being it's, brothers, almost, man. it's almost time for our season, no, though. It's almost time no, for our boy, season. Boy, yeah, man. That cap, cap, cap. And I ain't mm-hmm. talking about no lie. No lie, no lie. It's almost no time. So, yeah, we about mm-hmm. to be in that Capricorn. Year one, we kind of chilled out with it. But year two, man, we so uh, look forward to that. Um, but, yeah, man, um, podcast. We've been doing this for a year. Um, going into year two now. And I've been watching some podcasts, just, you know, surfing for ideas, surfing for topics, seeing what other people are actually discussing out here in the world. Same. And I've been checking out, uh, somehow or another, I fell down the Alba and Preach versus Fresh and Fit beef, which led me to watching both of their content um, and just kind of seeing what they both were about in more in depth. Um, Alba and Preach, I had already kind of been following. I watched some of their content anyway. Uh, it comes up on my timeline. So I already see some of their stuff. Fresh and fit outside of the little debacles that they be kind of like when people be really exposing them or like talking about them real big. Like I really didn't really know a lot about them other than they were red pill guys, but I didn't know what their stick was or whatever. So learning a lot. But basically, um, while I was watching um, some themes that we had kind of talked about before kind of came up, um, but I wanted to revisit them um, through a new lens. Um, you've over the past year, you've We've talked about a lot of men and women relationship um, type topics. Um, you've actually introduced us to the red pill community and what that was. Um, so we've kind of covered some of this before, but um, while I was watching, I, I noticed that a few common themes kept coming up. So I wanted to bring up to y'all, kind of discussing with y'all and just have a real man talk about this. And um. Possibly pod squad. Y'all let us know if y'all down, um, maybe even bringing these to the live stream this weekend and having, if any ladies join the chat, having them, if they like to come up on the panel and kind of give their perspective on these same topics, um, because it does involve them. But, um, yeah. So, um, I noticed there were women saying what they wanted them in and not being willing to settle for anything less than 100% of what they want. However, they weren't willing to give 100% of what a man. So um, basically, they was talking about us on one of them. They was talking about a study uh, that said that the majority of men said that they would settle for a woman who was 80% of what as opposed to of the majority of women saying that they would not settle for less than 100% of what they wanted and um women on both shows consistently seem to say that they would not be willing to support a man long term financially i mean while 
at the same time wanting the man to support them long term. Um, the women on both shows in my ex- and in my experience were quick to say um, a lot of the things that they feel like they bring to the table. But they were unable to answer which of those things that men actually wanted. And they couldn't even answer the question of what they felt that men want. However, I noticed that the men, when speaking on the topic or not necessarily directly question about it specifically, but just in other topics when they would speak on it, they seem to speak on things that women wanted and the women would have, if that makes sense. Um, uh-huh. uh, I also noticed that women in my experience and on both shows consistently uh, spoke on what they wanted, but they struggled to say what they were truly willing to give outside of sexual things or um, intangible things, things that you can't really measure. They use words like, bring the vibe. I, I, bring, I bring respect. I bring, I bring the love. I bring support. You know, I, I love him. Okay, Emotional but what does, that, what does that look like? Um, they also said that men cannot be leaders unless they are financially the main providers and or caregivers. So this led me to some conclusions and, like I said, more questions than anything. So I wanted to get y'all take on some things and I wanted to kick it off with, uh, is is there something wrong with not getting 100% of what you want from a significant other or from a partner, male or female? No, I, I don't. Me, me personally, um, everybody know before I got married, I've always been a serial monogamous. Um, so now I've been married. I've been with my wife. Uh, nine and a half years being together, five years being married next year. Um, so we're sitting at four and a half. Um, I don't think in any relationship truly, when y'all truly mesh together, will you fully get a hundred percent, a true hundred percent of what you're looking for, especially if you're not communicating that. Now, if you're communicating that what you want and you have a partner who is willing to meet you at your wants and needs. You will definitely get that 100%. Definitely. But that only comes through communication and a level of communication that most people don't have and won't have without working to get to that level. Now, on most service level relationships, nah, you're not going to get 100%. Nope. You feel me? <clears throat> most surface level relationships, you're going to get a good 80% of what you're looking for because well, most people are, already, most people are, how can I say, most people, are going to still be themselves, surface level now. You feel me? If it's something they like doing and you don't like them doing, if they like it more than they like like doing that thing more than they like you, that thing ain't going to change. But your feelings for that person may not change, so you may be willing to deal with that little thing in lieu of everything else that's positive for you and with that person. So that 80-20 shit, that, that comes true in most surface level relationships. But when you're looking at something that's deeper and more committed, when you have a, a level of communication where both people are, are free with each other, then damn right, 100% is possible because both people are willing to meet each other at their needs. Both people are, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Both people benefit from each other. It's not like a parasitic relationship where I see most of these new age relationships that I see online and people talk about. I see them as parasitic. Um, the, the females you spoke about were... They can only speak on the physical things or intangible things that they can provide. That's somewhat to me like a parasite. You're not providing nothing at all. You have nothing tangible there. Like, I can't measure love. <laughs> you love me, but how, how much do you love me? Do you have the skills, like the, the skills to 
hold a household down. If you want me to provide and do all this other stuff and have all this, the to just take care of you like I'm taking care of a child, what are you willing to do and what tangible skills do you bring to the table? I feel like when men ask him what you bring to the table to a woman, they want to know the totality, just like a woman, just like a woman does what you make with it. Because when I look at if I was single at this age, I'm looking at the same things probably a woman would look at. What job you got? Where you live at? How many kids you got? Um, t- I'm, through our conversation, they want to see where your mind's at. Do, can we have an intellectual conversation? We can have a fun conversation, but do, can you have an intellectual one with me too? Can you carry an intellectual conversation? Can can I entrust you this money to pay these bills? Can Do I know that you have the ability to be financially literate in situations? Can can I go away and, and be at work and you handle the household? Those are the things I'm looking for to, to bring to the table, to bring to the table. That's what I want. But nowadays, from what I'm seeing from this new generation who is up more concerned on the financial aspect of another person, they don't have the skills to that. Can you cook a home cooked meal? Can you do that? Can you do nothing? Can you do something else but DoorDash? Can you do something else except for order from Uber Eats? These new fandangled people, I don't get it. It's like they want an old school man, but don't are not willing to be the old school woman that that old school man would come with. Even you want to have the new age shit, but the old age shit too. You can't have both ways. If you want to be one way, you have to be willing to accept the same amount of stuff you want somebody else to accept. I'm a big person on equality. We equal. I see every human being is equal, man or woman. Y'all fought for equal rights and you are equal. So anything you look at a man that can do, a woman can do as well and should be able to and should be held to the same expectation to do. In my book, and any woman who will argue me wrong or try to argue me down, are you a true feminist and are you truly for women? That's That would be my question to them, because if you argue against my point that, yeah, we all equal and you should be able to do the same things I can do. If you arguing against that, what are you truly saying about yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat? Um, I'm, I'm familiar with that spiel over the past years i've like looked at both fresh and fit and everything and as i say is a is things i disagree with but like the as far as the main mantra of it is like pretty much what face said it's like they want they want the cake and eat it too pretty much they want to be the the baddest big at the same time want the traditional um husband that uh maybe they seen their father was with the with their um with their mom in in certain cases if they like had a traditional household pretty much but that's that's i think that's the the curse of like the current society we live in now is a pretty much a lot of traditional things are look are frowned upon and it's more materialistic um now in this in this society um pretty much but it's it all also depends on the woman that you look at. Like, uh, just like you face said or whatever, if it's not a long-term person, then it, you know, you're not going to get as much. You're going to get, you're going to, you probably get like at least 40%, you know, the things you can get for $40 now. I'm not even going to bring that back up, but <laughs> in, 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 in general, I don't even think in any relationship you're going to, you may get a hundred percent, you know, every once in a while, you know, and, and, you know, everyone has their flaws. So you might not get the full, you might, some days you might be 50 
It might be 25. It might be 75 or whatever. But dealing with that person when they're going through that 50, that 25, you know, that 75 when, or whatever, it is a high ratio of having a more moment where there is a full 100, you know, than dealing with these randoms that come around from time to time that's just, you know, for fun or whatever. You already know what it's about when they're around them. It's not like anything deeper than that. And a, and a lot of times what, um, I, what I've seen from Fresh and Fit, they live in Miami and they have like these particular type of women that's up there or whatever. I don't think all women think that way, but I guess it's there to show that there's women that think like that out there or whatever. But I really, um, in, in general, so in my mind, I don't think all women act or think that way. But as to just go back and answer your question, Tiz, or whatever, I think you have more of a chance of just steady being with someone and dealing with them when they're not maybe at 80 or 100% away all the time and um, building a relationship with them. And so they will feel like, hey, this is a person I can give them my full 100 because they were with me when I was at 25, if you get what I mean. I think as far as getting 100% goes, I don't think it's possible. Um, Unless what you want is so simplistic, it can be boiled down into like three things. My my general rule of thumb is like once you cut something into fours, you asking a lot for one person to be all of that. Like, I I don't Mm -hmm. feel, I, I feel like, Part of the problem that men and women get into is they're looking to their partner or this person that they with to be their everything. There, mm-hmm. you want them to give you emotional support. You want them to be there for you financially and be a partner for you to build with in business. You want them to to give you elect intellectual conversation. You also want them to be funny. You want them to like the shit you like, but you want them to give you space when you need it. You want them to be a good cook and make you sandwiches, but you like. God damn, you want them to look good as hell? You want them to fuck good? Like, I'm sorry, me personally, and I I love my wife. I'm not 100% of what she wants, and she ain't 100% of what I want. We don't even expect that out of each other. I get, on a great day, 80%. On an average day, we probably are giving each other about 65% of the shit that we need. The other 35% is coming from other shit. It's coming from our friends. It's coming from our parents. It's coming from our family. It's coming from uh, business partners. It's coming from other people that feel those little pieces that don't really matter mm-hmm. in a relationship. Like, I think people, when you get to looking at what a lot of people want, most of it or a good chunk of it ain't even the shit that really make a relationship. It has nothing to do with that shit. It's, it's mm-hmm. some other shit that's, that sound good, that's good for fluff, that's good for superficial things in the world and grabbing monetary things or or even having that status, but it's not necessarily what's going to make your relationship. That trophy wife, tro- trophy right, Like a woman having a certain measurements or a dude being a certain hype and body bill ain't going to make him treat you the way you need to be treated in order for y'all to work as a good partnership as husband and wife and be lovers. It ain't going to be make him a good father or make her a good mother. It, it ain't going to do those. It ain't going to do the actual stuff that makes a relationship work. So a lot of the shit that people got on their list, you probably ain't going to get all that from the person that can probably actually give you the shit that you 
that would work best with you for a partnership long term. You feel me? So for me, I, I don't think it's possible. Um, Qu- question. Go ahead. Yep. Ask question. Do you um? Because just to describe what I was saying, uh, do you feel like a person one hundred percent may have a shorter list on days on like certain days, like um? Because the way I have it, it feels like when someone does something nice for you or whatever for that day out of nowhere or whatever, I I would give it me being me. I would look at it like, dang, you really gave you a hundred percent on that pretty much or, or whatever. See what or, I'm talking I, about. A hundred percent. I'm not talking about a hundred percent of your effort. At some yeah. Okay. And I'm talking about a hundred percent. I'm talking about if you got a list of standards list. and qualities that you want mm-hmm. from a woman that you need or want in order to be with this person long-term and to them as a wife or if you're a woman as a husband, right? Yeah. This person checks all of the boxes as uh, Royce was. They got it all. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, I don't think it's possible for a person to have 100% of what another person needs. Like, because I need a lot. I need to be intellectually stimulated i need somebody to in- stimulate my geekdom i also need to have raunchy time and raunchy jokes i need to be fucked good i need to be fed very well i need somebody who can understand me being an introvert i need somebody who can understand and deal with me having panic attacks i need somebody that can deal with the fact that i got a nine to five job and our podcast i need somebody that can be a good mother and compliment me as a father and I don't mean compliment me as a father by just, they just a good mother, but I mean like they're a good mother that works with me. They make me a better dad. I make them a better mom. We both parent well together. We build off each other. Um, I need somebody that does the same type of stuff that I do, but also has their own life and does their own thing. I need somebody that is not even financially that great, but somebody that just is driven to do something that ain't going to like even if they're uh, uh even if even if my wife was a housewife, she wouldn't just be sitting around. She'd be the after she cleaned up the house and took care of the kids and shit, she'd be the star writing a book or she'd be the figured out something else she could do from the crib, even if it's two hours a day, just driven, ambitious. Just to do something, build something, and create something. You know what I mean? Like she built like that. And I want somebody that's kind of want to do something because for me, I can't just sit around. If I'm sitting around, I gotta be thinking of something or building something or mm-hmm. thinking of the next play or thinking of the next plan or thinking of the next, what I'm going to do here. You know what I mean? Like I'm always going to the next thing. So I want somebody that's going to be doing that. So I got a lot of shit that I want. Now my wife probably fulfills out of all of those things, including me being loved in a romantic way, including being soft and sensitive, including being beautiful, including having a body that I like. My wife probably fulfills about, like I said, 60 to 80% of that, depending on the given day. But I don't need her to fulfill that other 40 to 20 percent. Like, that's what I have everything else in my life for. Mm-hmm. I got the podcast for shit. I got y'all for shit. I got uh, my my job for shit. I got the Internet for shit. I got other friends that uh, that wanted my, like my hooping fellas for shit. I got uh, the church people for shit. Like, I got a bunch of different outlets for the other shit that I actually so, like, I don't feel like anybody is going to be all of that shit. They might give you the looks you want. They might have the right mindset you want. And they might give you the softness you want. But they might not stimulate you. in a, mm-hmm. They might not. You might not necessarily 
be able to live out like a certain part of your fun side with them because they might not be into none of that shit. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Cause you got to think about like, does this person have the, is, is in that 60 to 80% is that, is it shit that's essential to me and this person building some long term? And if they got that, then you work from there. Then you get into the area where face was talking about, uh, what he was saying, like, um, this person might have some shit about them that like, it's superficial. I, I, I may really don't like it, but I may deal with it because they got all this other shit. Like, if you a great mom, if you treat me with respect and got good communication, if you are honest and loyal, and if you have a face that I can look at every day, anything outside of that that's on my list, I can work with. Because those are the main things for me in a long-term relationship that, that, I, that I need in order to build anything else. Like those things are what are going to make me whole and make me feel like I'm secure. And then everything else I can rock with. You feel me? We can build from there. Because if I got those things, I can deal with these things because they're not that big of a deal. They're really just pet peeves. I can get over that. Mm. It's some shit that's non-negotiable. They're my, they're my non-negotiable. So that's why I see it. But that's the hundred percent I'm talking about. I don't mean like uh, mm. the person is giving you their all. I mean that the person giving their all is not meeting all of you. Is not able to meet every oh, one yeah. of anybody's superficial criteria. things on your list. Because you're going to yeah. have some things on there. Like it's it's inevitable as a human being. I'm not just going to have just those things that are like non-negotiable. I'm also going to have some shit on there that I just won't like that just make me happy. That that mm-hmm. release that dopamine like. Mm, like this, calves like this, or she can't have no messed up toes, or she got it. I, I want her to dress like this, or you know, what I'm saying like those are those are things that like a lot of people they factor in. And when you look at women with this study that they was talking, they referred to said is that women are saying they won't settle for anything less than what they got on that list. Whereas men are saying we are willing to settle for if you giving us at least. Shit, if somebody giving us 80% of what we want, we'll take that. That other 20%, we can work it out. Because to, to me and to most men, 80% is like we are realistic and we're uh, contractual a lot of times in the way we think. Like we're thinking in terms of like this and this makes sense because this adds up here. You see what I'm saying? So like for us, that, that makes, works. That works for us. All right, 80%. So that means I got all of this. And it's just this little piece. All right, cool. Because we're looking at the ratio of all of the human beings. It's so many different combinations of traits and all that shit. It's going to be hard for out of all of them for living where we live at, doing what we do in our circle, in our sphere of influence, even if we travel, to meet enough people to actually find that one person out of seven point some billion going on eight billion people. But we smart enough to know if we can find that one person that is meeting 80% of that, Shit, we winning. Yeah. Most Diamond people ain't gonna even give you but 15 to 20 percent of it. Mm-hmm. people wife up and hubby up people out here because they meet 20 percent of it. That's just really good. This person is really rich, she looks really good, but everything else don't match worth shit. Ain't none of that shit checked off. But man, that kumnu. Mm-hmm. So but, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think a lot of them, it's like when you when I look at these videos like that or whatever, and they ask it, well, one, like you would say, men think contractual, but sometimes if you come across to a woman in a way that's contractual, she might take it a certain way or whatever, because she don't, she don't automatically think like that. 
and it and, and in some way somehow we cannot figure it out but you said it offensively or whatever some kind of way or whatever um perfect example of that is when they start asking when they have videos when they just straight up ask women and i would never just straight up ask this a, a woman this because it's triggering but what do you bring to the table or whatever now i feel like they do that to get the full on reaction or whatever of like women or whatever i like i'll see um uh like abba and preach or um there's another one in that um and I feel it's MTR or whatever. And he'll watch videos of people going out in the streets asking, what do you bring to the table or whatever? And it's the same response that you said earlier or whatever. It's not anything tangible. It's more like I got the vibe. I, I bring personality, the good note, as you say. You know what I'm saying? And is it, like I said, there's nothing really tangible. Um, what was I going on this? Because I was going on a run. <laughs> I was going on a run. Jeez. Jeez, ADHD or, or whatever. But when it's when it's when they ask what do the men have to bring to the table, it's more like they have to be the full on around safety net of that person or whatever. And it's and they can go through a list of tangible things that that man needs to bring, like financials, you know, home needs to be able to do this and that. He has to look good and this, that, and the third whatever but each time they show it it's like it's not tangible i feel like it's a certain way if you really want to like see what a person brings to that table you can't just straight up ask it's like a matter of conversation or whatever and getting to know that person after a while especially if you really into that person or whatever if you if you just straight up just say that or whatever you just inviting yourself to like the fire of like what do you mean you know what i'm saying the offense to it or whatever but at the same time at the while you know you get you get to see who that real person is at the while i'll just put my like little two cents in about that but whatever i know i got a little drifted off but <laughs> but yeah that, I, that's why i like with those videos that i see it feels like they i don't know if they go after a certain type of woman at a certain spot or whatever like i don't think it's all depiction of all women or whatever but at, at the same time but with these statistics or whatever that they have um i just want to like i need to actually see what they get this the information from pretty much before i actually use it or whatever i know that um a lot of them in that spirit it's like it's like four of them it's fresh and fit is of course kevin samuel or whatever and then um i don't want to say average i know they spoke speak on it or whatever but and then there's another one um i can't think of right now but they actually show one of them um it's called mtr they actually show good both sides of the spectrum um pretty much more like not all women are like this but this is the type of woman you should look out for or whatever but all right i'm done with my rant <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah. Um, is there something wrong with a woman making more than or financially supporting her man? Does that make a man less than? I, it, I, would, I guess it all depends on that person's perspective, pretty much. Like, uh, I feel as a man, it's going to hit you anyway. 
or whatever. But if like if you're in a relationship, there's going to be times where there's ups and downs. And I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of like these long um, people in these long standing marriages or whatever, where. All right. The man might have lost his job and the woman had to pick up at a certain time. So um, as long as the other person, especially on the man's side, as long as that man is showing that he is advancing himself or whatever, I don't, I don't actually see nothing wrong with it. But if it gets to a point where, like Faith said, it's a that person becomes a parasite, then that's when you start asking questions. Faith? It all depends on the person. Me personally, I don't see there's nothing wrong with that. Um, especially if the man is doing whatever part he does. Um, in most situations, me personally, that I see where a woman is providing more for the man, the woman is not home as more so as much so she's working. The man needs to do what he needs to do in the household. Then there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I feel if you have a deadbeat dude and he ain't doing shit lay on his ass, it's a big ass problem with him because he's a parasite. Um mm. In a lot of situations, I see that the man is the financially stable one taking care of the woman. But what happens if he loses his job and then she has to take that role? That's a situation that I blew my opinion on because in that situation, it's definitely nothing wrong with that because he was holding it down. And now it's just her turn to hold it down until he can take those reins back over. Um, each situation is different. A lot of different people are going to have different opinions because of their own backgrounds and their own experiences. There's some women out there who only dealt with deadbeat dudes and have always had to take care of the dudes, always have to be the financial stable or financial literate one to make those moves. So they're going to always have, yeah, there's something wrong with this, there's something wrong with this because they never experienced that dude who took the reins and he carried it and he did the financial toll where she could slack off and like, take a lay back. Mm-hmm. So from my experience of being on both ends, because I'm human. I've had, I've been working since I was 14, but at one point in time, I did not have a job and my wife took over. Had no right. problem with it because I've held it down for decades. So right. now I took the reins back over and she can do what she needs to do. So in our personal situation, nah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But like I said, to each his own, everybody's situation is different. So. I, I think, uh, I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I think, um, Kind of like what Faith said, like, if you got a dude was holding it down, he lose, he fell off real quick, something happened, lost his job, whatever, the wife got to pick up, girlfriend got to pick up, it down. That makes sense. But I do think there is a lot to be said to a man at some point figuring some way, even if he can't be the sole provider, to at least be a strong financial contributor, to at least get to like 50%, like to pay paying halves, I mean, like... Mm-hmm. And that's just me. Um, I feel like there's a lot to be said to like some of the old school values. Like, I don't think that it should be protect, provide, and then persecute where you hold that over the woman. I do think that there's a lot to be said to like women seeking security and men being able to provide that security. And a lot of that security is as a woman, them being having the freedom to, if they need to, I want to just try this. Whereas a man, like we got to, like our role sometimes got to be that stability. And I think there is a lot to be said to like, hey, you might fall off. Like, like Faith said, you know, I've been in that situation where I done fell off for like, you know, when I first moved down to Georgia, I ain't have a job for like the first year and a half flat out, like just stuck. But I was always seeking one. I was always looking for something. I was always, if it was an opportunity, even if it was for a day, I was jumping on it. Like I was active in pursuing a way to still make a way despite 
wifey holding it until I got to the point where I was able to build up and I was able to pay on this. And then I was able to take this back over. And then, you know, eventually I was able to take over the, the lead role again. But it there, there gotta be to me something like a limit to it at some point. Like it can't be like, all right, I'm house husband forever just because you want disability, mm-hmm. you got something going on where like you got an agreement, like uh even like with Tabitha Brown, when you got a reverse thing where like, hey, wifey gonna hold it down and I'm gonna take care of the house while she pursue her career, she, you know, get her degrees and all this stuff, or she get her business off the ground and then when she get right, then we flip or something. But it gotta be something to a man at some point holding it down. And and I only say that in today's, if we were living 40, maybe 50 years ago, I'd say it, it, we could figure that shit out. But today's society, like to me, a man at some point got to because it used to be a man was respected as a man for being a man. As long as you had manly qualities, you cared for your woman, you protected her, you made sure that the kids were safe, you made sure the house was safe, you may have even built the house. You might have a a, a, a woman that don't mind getting out there and hustling and making sure you straight. And she wouldn't matter I that she'd be on some defending you. Hey, you know, my man down, but we're going to be all right. These days, it is a stigma on that. So a lot of men may be cool with it, but a lot of women end up buckling to the press because the woman has society telling her your man is less than if he's not taking care of you. Why are you taking care mm-hmm. of him? Why he ain't doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, whether they know the situation or not, and women are susceptible to wanting to have the acceptance of their peer group. It's why beauty is important. It's why they care about shit that has nothing to do with us. We could give a fuck about how long your eyelash is. Mm-hmm. But they care. And because other women cares why they have long eyelashes and why they do these things, because they're looking for the approval of another woman to say, hey, yeah, that's acceptable. And there's some truth to that. If you just look at and observe women, like they go to the bathroom in flops. Why? To discuss the scene of what just happened and see if they're all on the same page and to see what is the acceptable reaction or emotion or move that we're about to have to this. Men don't do that. So it, it, it's like, I think there's something to, yes, it's nothing wrong with it on a shorter term. I'm talking like, you know, you're working on a plan to get out of that situation at some point. But to be like, this is going to be my life. I don't see a woman being a long term and be comfortable with it enough to say, I'm going to ride it out no matter what. And it's not going to cause a problem or a rift between us. I'm not going to resent him for it or nothing. Now it's going to take, you're going to have outliers. I'm not saying it's not possible, but in general, the average woman and the average man in that situation, I don't see it lasting. I see the man being okay with it. I see the man might actually being able to thrive in that role as like being the homemaker and the person that's the the main caregiver to the kids. Like I could see that. I can't see a woman saying, I'm going to financially take care of us and this family for good. Even in those um those situations where they're like the house husband or whatever, usually in those situations, they're like taking their time and trying to like build something on the end while they're taking care mm-hmm. of like the kids or something like that. So eventually but that's why after a while in their head, they automatically thinking this is not a long, long-term thing or whatever, even though it, in certain situations it might be looked as a long-term thing because of how long it took for you to 
complete whatever goal you were doing as while you were being the house husband. But the majority of the cases that I've seen, like they're doing, they probably taking care of the kids, but they might have like some type of online business or they're trying to do something on the low to build up some type of financials in the background too. Exactly. Yep. I'm saying like the man will be working on something, but you gotta be, you gotta have Mm -hmm. some type of plan to get out of it. The woman ain't going to sit back and just be like, all right, this, I'm going to play this role. The man can do it. The man can humble himself. And despite his ego and his pride can say, I'll do this, even though I want to be the provider, that might be the role that he really wants, but just the way things working out, it makes more sense for the woman. The man, Mm -hmm. I, I believe, humble himself to do it. I don't believe the woman would last years of doing Mm. that without resenting him and treating him in a negative way because of it and or breaking it off due to societal pressure from the outside, like kind of getting in her ear about it and it wanes. Like women don't like to be embarrassed. Like even if you look at like cheating or like reasons that Mm. people break up, a lot of times a woman ain't ain't breaking up when shit is left in private and don't nobody know. A lot of times they break up with the man because they get tired of people in public knowing that seeing them take a L and and that's really like they don't want to be embarrassed they don't want to have the world see them hurt like they're delicate creatures in that way like they got their you can't just put them out there on front street and and they be like okay and a lot of that has to do with again societal stuff like that ain't even got nothing to do with your relationship it's just like that pressure that's on women constantly to like fit a certain mold and to have a certain thing and to you know what I'm saying Hey, be accepted or you're not or you're not pretty or you're not this. You know what I mean? Like that's their burden. Also now, especially with like as far as society, like more vocal with it. You got more songs in the air. Like, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the day, you might have a couple of singers that saying it or whatever. But now you got like every song reiterating, hey, you may got to be this, this. You, You shouldn't have to do this. You need to be looking like this over yes. and over again and then with the influx of instagram and social media or whatever it's in your face non-stop all the time that same message over and over again so yeah the pressure is definitely a lot uh on a lot more now nowadays just in just because of media absolutely and i would even say that the pressure forcing them to even more steer away from the things that would actually like women are becoming are chasing the things that men to chase. And because of that, they they're getting to a point where like they don't need. And because of that, when you add that with the societal pressure, it means that a lot of times in this day's climate, if you ain't already found your woman or got a woman that at least has a lot of history as far as understanding the dynamics and it kind of not just being stuck in today's mentality. I feel like a lot of the today, like these, the I don't know what the generation is called anymore because it's like 15 of them smashed together. But that generation that's right behind us and lower, a lot of their messaging is geared towards them being gold diggers or looking for men that fit a very specific criteria. And most of that criteria is not necessarily treating them right, which is why you see so many, so much normalized men treating women like crap and it being all right. Like, it's getting normalized because they're not being taught to go look for a man that's going to actually like care about you and like communicate with you and treat you well and make sure that not only are you protected physically and financially, but that you're also secure as far as like 
ain't gonna try to break your heart and, or or hurt you. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna do you malice. These women just looking for the bag. And the bag is not always coming with compassion or any of these other intangible qualities. They coming with, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get this bag. And a lot of times that means I'm probably gonna be hyper-aggressive, ruthless. I'm probably gonna have a certain air because I'm focused on one thing. I'm not focused on trying to do be soft. I'm focused on getting over and getting the naked. That's and, my opinion. That's and the men and the and the 1% of men that they go after with these high um high salaries, uh the high value men as they call it or whatever. Most of the men know that. They know they're coming for the bag. So they like, I sh- why should I even care? Because all you want is money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so and then they wonder why they get treated a certain way or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, man, um, definitely want to touch back on this. Um, I feel like some of their topics need to be touched upon from a instead of a red pill perspective, from a more like everyday man perspective. Because I feel like the red pill is a very small niche of men, not necessarily representative of the average everyday guy. So like, yeah, man, I'm gonna uh, continue to bring some of these to y'all, man, and uh, get y'all take on it. And uh, definitely, man. Ladies in the pod squad, sound off in the comments below. Uh, you got an opinion on it, holler at us on the live stream this weekend. But, like, I'd love to hear y'all takes on these topics and see what y'all feel as far as y'all perspective, like how accurate any of these opinions even are. Um, so let us know what y'all thought in the comments below. And, uh, yeah, man, that's all I have for that one. <clears throat> so um, looking at the docket, is it already time? I think so. I- Think that's what the time says. Okay. I think it's that time. Pat a Hendricks. Well, season two. Good and fuck around. Good and episode 54. Shit. Man. And we giving you more and more and more more. Um, so I got a good list of topics for y'all this evening or whatever. Um, so I'm gonna start off with one of my favorite topics of all, like the new MCU news so far. Um, I don't know if y'all okay. know that Hawkeye has a series on Disney Plus, whatever. I have not started and watching that yet, but I'm about to. I finally got through all of the other stuff that I missed, except for the Spider-Man. But I've gotten through everything else Marvel that I've missed. So how is so, it? Um, It's pretty good. And I would say it was a lot better than I expected. Because, you know, most people look at Hawkeye as, all right, that's the one guy out of the Avengers that don't really have like a specific power pretty much or whatever and he then, has amazing game yeah whatever greatest marksman ever pretty much yeah i don't know about no superpower but i know if you can uh shoot an arrow no look and smack some bulls out that's some smooth shit to me i don't know what the fuck you got you got super peripheral exactly and <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't got that shit i would say exactly and a, a, a power like that works perfectly street level hell on, yeah on a, Street level topic and Marvel characters stand across the street and throw a, a rock across his shoulder behind him and pop somebody in his face and they never know what happened. Just keep on walking. Yep. Move shit so, to hell. I would say like it it don't really start off slow with the action like WandaVision, um, Loki or whatever. It's it's like straight up action. It can actually give me that that Netflix Marvel feel like Daredevil and Luke Cage. I didn't watch most of them most it they were they were good like as far as like if you want to see like some street level stuff like if you want to look at marvel i want to compare it marvel version of power marvel version of like power. You, you know what i'm saying i understand but 
from those characters. And I think they based it on. Is it, it like the life. show was Juicy Smollett? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um, but they got the tracksuit mafia and they were hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 a lot of um it's a lot of random just street action, pretty much. They like they start off like with the event on the first Avengers or whatever, and how it affected Hawkeye or whatever, but I don't want to spoil too much, but the cool. story is based off an actual comic book story from Matt Fraction. And okay. it has it has a lot of I think this is gonna come out good. And it was a critically acclaimed like storyline. So and my theory out of this is um, well, they're gonna have um the character Echo in there and that's gonna start a show, but the Kingpin is gonna come back through Hawkeye. This is my theory. I've seen a lot of other people saying this too, or whatever, but the same guy that playing King Kingpin in the Daredevil series, it looks like he's already picked up for Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think this street level version of Marvel's um, MCU is going to bring in the Kingpin and he's going to be like the street level big bad for everyone. Um, and yeah, righteous, I think right makes sense. And, and I think um, also the guy that actually played Daredevil, he's basically Matt Murdock now in the MCU. It hasn't been officially put on screen yet, but he's already, I, I think he might actually, um, I believe he's going to be on Hawkeye, but I also believe he's actually going to be on a scene on the new Spider-Man that's coming out this uh, December, pretty nice. much Christmas. So um, speaking of that, actually, um, everybody thought that this was going to be Tom Holland's last Spider-Man, but turns out that um, Amy Pascal from Sony said he's due for three, three more uh, Spider-Man. God movies. damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which... I was hoping they was gonna get rid of him after <laughs> Yeah, he get on your nerves as a I just don't care fighting. about him by himself. Mm-hmm. He don't care enough of a movie to me. Like I I I've never been that bit like I like the Spider-Man cartoon. That's about mm-hmm. the only iteration of Spider-Man I've been able to follow by himself for a while. Like he get boring to me. I was like, all right, well, Spider-Man is like Spider-Man is Marvel's Mickey Mouse. I, I just I'm gonna leave it at that. So they they've been working, um, they've been having good turnouts with these movies, so they're gonna probably keep them because the kids love them. Yeah, I get it. I'm just a spoiled bread. I don't like it. True, I feel you. But um, more at, uh, I wanted to put this theory out. Also, hmm. I think in Doctor Strange, I think Doctor Strange, um, Multiverse of Madness, I think that's gonna be like the new Endgame almost. Not really, but. I, where they fight the big bad? Yeah, not say like Endgame yeah. is where they fought the biggest of bads from that whole phase. I think you're saying they're gonna, they gonna fight up, Gang Kang or Galactic. I think they're gonna bring up at least oh, the Mephisto? big bad. There. But it would have to be one of them. No, three it's if been you're rumors gonna, that, that, that Mephisto is gonna come out, but I I haven't seen anything that it would have to be one of those be that big and that monumental. But, but this is my th- this is my thing. I think they're gonna bring out a lot more. It's it's something out there that they say they're gonna have somehow. They're gonna introduce mutants in the X Men through that. It's just the theory that's out there. But it makes. I'd like sense to see them do a phase be. with the X Men more involved. Yeah, I, I even think give it, me an X Men movie that would be nice. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it this way: if they can pull off um, 
the Spider-Verse, if you will, with Venom and Morbius and everything being in um, with Tom Holland involved and make it make sense. They can make mutants coming out on um, on Doctor Strange, on the multiverse of madness. It just pretty much the multiverse of madness just give them leeway to do whatever pretty much so that's the main reason i'm really watching spider-man actually see what might happen in dr strange yeah i'm gonna watch this for like it's <clears throat> like if you missed it, a lot of the context for the movie mm-hmm. i will catch this one but i'm not about to go back and watch the other ones unless it's you really don't absolutely have to. vital i'm not about to check out these new you you, you really don't have to they kind of like their own story on their own introducing them they, um, give me a, they give me a real wolverine movie they got me i feel like it's coming or whatever the videos came video game coming so i feel like that's just like hey he's coming pretty much or whatever so um next in film uh news or whatever brian michael the steam writer that who uh penned screenplays for um new jack city above the rim and sugar hill he's working on new movies and on saturday he took the twitter and said he's working on a prequel to his 1991 crack cocaine lace classic new jack city the diary of nino brown the monster that reagan uh the monster reagan created it's a prequel mm. it's a work in progress so he just released that out i guess he's just putting together the screenplay this was uh, brought out on revolt tv so i know you said earlier that you get tired of these re reboots and everything so i wanted to see how you feel about this because this I'm one is actually fan, I, and i could be stinging and that's got me up so i could be st- man they can leave my child <laughs> keep, keep building on this to you should build your own new world that ain't never seen before off and leave that shit alone everything don't need to be yeah i haven't got everything don't need a prequel everything don't need a sequel everything don't need a universe like some shit was just a good movie man good movie mm. it's all right like, I don't need the Cooley High universe, and I don't need, you know, <laughs> Cochise before this, like, before the, like, I don't need all that, man. Just give me the, some shit is just a classic. Something new. It was really good for its time. It, it was great for what it did. It don't, it stands alone as greatness. We can leave it alone. Everything don't need a, 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 a extra. I understand. You know what I mean? Some shit is just a good steak. You ain't got to put no sauce on it. You ain't got to put no extra shit. The salt, pepper, and the garlic butter is enough, and you just cut into that bitch and eat it. Like, <sighs> some shit is classical. You just can't bother, man. Yeah, like, you don't got to mess with anything. Mm-hmm. Everything don't need a prequel or a sequel. Like, I love New Jack City as a movie, as a standalone classic. It <clears throat> has so much relevance to that time and, like, it's a very it's a time thing you don't want to go back and do that now because now people ain't like what made that movie so crazy is it came out in the era it represented like that's what make a Mm -hmm. lot of shit classic like you go back and try to recreate it outside of that era it don't feel the same because it ain't ain't that same vibe no more the vibe is changed and some and some shit needs to stay where that so it can stay up on the pedestal when you start remaking it and recreating it and giving it a sequel and a prequel and a uh, a part four and all this, like you start to diminish the actual value of the original. Yeah. And I, I, just, I just like to see some things from my chat. Like, I don't want another boy <clears throat> in the hood. I don't want another minister society. Juice was fine by itself to me. I don't need to know what happened the next day after they scraped up Bishop and they didn't find his body and now he might mm. Like, come on, man, stop. <laughs> stop. I don't need this shit. Like, you're just fucking up a bunch of good shit just oh, for the sake yeah. of a buck. 
because you're not creative enough to come up with your own shit? Well, pull Tarantino ass out of the crate because he seemed to come out with something fresh every time. Let this kid James Samuels get a run because he coming up with some new shit. I don't need people keep creating shit off of what I already had in my childhood. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is only special because I watched it grow from the first movie when they didn't know it was going to be the universe. They actually had to build and like put that shit together. But everything don't need to go back and retroactively have something. Like, mm. I get shit like a Mad Max or a Halloween because it's already like a thousand. Of, like, I love Mad Max. It, it's already a known universe and world to build from. But New Jack City, man, if it ain't have a sequel back in 94, mm-hmm. Nino got out, then I don't need it now. Like, it, it, it was great. Nino dead. Rock a bad baby. Let it live, man. Let it be. Let it breathe and live where oh, it's at. It's supposed to be him before all that stuff. I don't want to see that. And then, I mean, it was it's me. Who asked for that? Who asked for that? You be on the internet all the time, Pat. You run the social media. Has it been a clamoring before <laughs> this dude said this for people begging for? I sure was wondering what Nino was doing. No, before no. he Nino. before they pulled up in that Jeep. What was Nino at? What they were doing? Yeah, shit. Don't nobody care. The movie was that great because it was that great then. I don't want to know nothing else now. Because now I don't care no more. Like, I, it, it, that time has passed. I don't need to see a nigga with a beep or beep bop. The only reason BMF is good because it's a story I've never seen on film. I've read the yeah. book, but I've never seen this laid out on film. Wu-Tang, it, like, if you're telling a biopic, it's different. You're telling the story of a person that nobody's ever seen but I don't need you to redo no biopic either. I don't need no sequel or prequel to a biopic. Oh, the lost years of Etta James. No, fuck this shit. <laughs> Leave shit alone. Let classics be classics and be creative and make some new. But I digress. Leave the movie where it's at. Yeah, man. Well, that's yeah. the end of my film news. That's the end of my film news. Um, in cannabis news, um, the East African country of Malawi is defending the decision to make Mike Tyson its cannabis ambassador. They had some um, oppositions within the, I guess, within their government or whatever against him because of his previous um, past with the law and everything. But um, yeah, yeah, the one you want to oppose. (laughs) But yeah. I didn't even know this was going on. I just saw this randomly, pretty much, and I was like, yeah, this is interesting. Mike Tyson is doing a whole lot of stuff that you just wouldn't expect Mike Tyson to do. Why are you bullshit, <laughs> though? Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of that. A lot of growth. Robbing people, yeah, and they were people up to knocking people out for a little. To now, <laughs> like, having one-man shows, Cartoon Network, hit series, Pike. and podcast. Oh, like, I, I love to see his transformation yeah, as he's grown. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a real testament to like when you say I want to stop bad habits that you really can if you that shit. Like I, I rock with his direction. Salute to Mike, man. That's all right. Mike Tyson is a, a American success story like no other. Like if there is a movie about Mike Tyson, I will watch it because oh, there already like, is with Michael Jai White. Oh yeah. no! You, don't, you don't need. You ain't missing the movie. No, nah, I, I, I like Michael Jai yeah, White sometimes, but I'll nah, not not for Mike. I like Michael Jai White in Spawn. Yeah, I I like him in Black Dynamite. <laughs> I like Michael Jai White in Spawn. I ain't like him in there. I seen him in some tournaments. It's like, yeah, he... Oh, he can whoop ass. Yeah, what, he can fight for real. Yeah. But I like what, Michael Jai White in Spawn. 
Who's that movie? Who's that movie? Who's that movie? I forget his name. He like a seventies character. Black is it Black Dynamite? There we go. Yeah, I like Black him. Dynamite. Yeah, that's him. And the cartoon. He got a cartoon mm-hmm. too. Only Black Dynamite. Do the live action. That's the only thing I, I don't like. Michael Jai as at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. He may be a cool person, a cool person, but his acting ability. I'm sorry. Basura. Yeah, he's a like, bit goofy. Yeah, it's just like you too big to be an actor. <clears throat> It's like mm-hmm. you, walk around, you walk around like this and can be anybody ass super big and you know this shit, but you're an actor. Nigga, just like you being a bodybuilder and, and working in telemark. Fuck you, that big fuck. You don't need to be that big and be an actor. Wasn't he the gangster that got stabbed with a pencil by the Joker on, on Dark Knight? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It looked like it hurt, too. <laughs> nope, yeah. he never felt the thing. It happened so fast, I'm sure he ain't even realized this shit happened. Mm-hmm. Till his face hit the, till his face hit the thing. He probably thought he just got smashed. Mm-hmm. That shit was in and out. Joke is nasty. Nasty. <clears throat> but shout out to Mike. So, shout out to Mike. Um, also, just want to put out rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. Uh, pretty much path blazing designer. I'm pretty sure y'all might be familiar with him with uh with his works with Kanye. And a couple of other rappers, but mainly he is the art director. He was the art director for Louis Vuitton and CEO of Off White Brand. Um, he he died uh, from a rare case of cancer. It was oh man, I'm gonna butcher this word. Heart but <clears throat> cardiac angiosarcoma. That's okay. That's Sounds right. That he, um, so he said he was like diagnosed. A, so it was like a cancer of the uh, tissues around the heart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um. And he said he was diagnosed in 2019, and he passed on the 28th of this weekend uh, at the age of 41 at Chicago. That's a peace virgin. Ed, um, before he passed, he made that deal with, um, what was it, LVMH. They own Louis Vuitton and Dior and whatnot or whatever. And at first, you know, he had uh, 100% ownership of uh, Off-White, but then... He sold that and they had owned 60%, but the way, and hopefully they do honor that contract while he passed, of course, but he, he still owns that name. He still owns like the design of the brand and everything. And with that contract, it's still gonna, like Louis Vuitton is still gonna um, say boost that brand, off-white brand um, continuing going forward. So he's still gonna, my main thing is he's still having something going back to his family before he passed. But yeah, just wanted to give a uh, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. He on a low did a lot of um, a lot of cultural influence in hip hop and just in fashion in general. Uh, right. So um, getting closer to the fuckery part of the list here, um, Dave Chappelle. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but. Um, well, heard about this, but he was supposed to be honored um, at his old high school, and they, uh, the kids there, basically um, protest against him because uh, of the closer, pretty much, whatever. So he he basically said um, he'll step aside and he'll uh, from the school honor if the critics will donate more than his support. And it says talk is cheap. So. Once again, I like the move to keep turning all in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like he's 
he's taking a step out of the closer, especially that part where he was saying all the women, they should, you know, just fire all their male agents and go straight to a woman agent or whatever. This is kind of a rendition of that same thing, you know, like, uh, all right, if you if you feel that bad way um, of about it and you really want to protest or whatever, you want to back the kids that are actually protesting me, go ahead and donate. That's true. All right. It's about to get weirder on the, on the fuckery. Um, so Peter located here in Norfolk, Virginia, um, Peter launches an online store pushing leather garments made out of human skin, mm-hmm. supposedly as a, how say as a protest against like Buffalo Bill type shit. Yeah, like Buffalo Bill type shit as a protest against oh, our urban outfitters. They call it urban outrage. It's an actual store, and like it, it it's like they have like purses and leather jackets and stuff so like the Jeepers that. Creepers is real. That's what exactly what it looked like. It looked like Leatherface went Virgil. Pretty much, I had to bring him into that. No disrespect, but God, hey, that's that's exactly what it looks like. It's it's creepy, but it's they got nah, word man. that Urban Outfitters make their clothes out of out of um, animal skin, and once again, they go to the extreme and put out a whole online store. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's what I right. there, bro. So, uh, from one extreme to another in the science world. Um, Remember Sophia, guys? The, um, the, the robot that said she wanted to have children. I brought her up. Well, Man, um, don't tell me this broad had no baby. No, no, but it's, it's close. Oh. See it? Out, scientists. Some science you just don't need to do. It's other science that you can go into to work, make the world a better place. This is not the science. This is, this is leading to our doom in the Matrix. But scientists have developed what they call xenobots that can actually reproduce. Mm-hmm. Yes. They can now reproduce in a way not seen Man, what the hell? animal. What um, in the entire hell? They're using biological like samples and putting it in with technology. It's like formed from the stem cells of the African clawed frog Xenopus laevis, from which it takes its name. The xenobots are like less than a millimeter wide and the tiny bots were unveiled in 2020 um and it was developed into the university of vermont um tough university and harvard university's west institute for the biologically inspired engineering i'm here to tell y'all um at the biologically inspired engineering there's some engineering that just should not be inspired because this this don't look right but yeah, they're using biological man. So now Sophia definitely gonna have a baby. I am fucking this world. Is and she might not need no man to do it. <laughs> Running around with no baby daddy. Xenobots, man. Can you imagine everything... a robot that don't know who her baby daddy? I no, I don't trust. It must name. be you. I was only with you. They're gonna have names like Elon Musk kids. <laughs> X one three, <laughs> the square root of pi. That would be very <laughs> yeah, but I don't trust the name Zeno. Everything that I've heard with Zeno in it, it just xenophobia. Xenomorph um, is what I keep getting about. Xenomorph. From yeah, I was about to say that xenomorph from the aliens. Um, which is ironic that it's called Zeno xenophobia, and Sophia is from Saudi Arabia. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, they 
Sophia's from Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, science. There's other things to worry about. One other thing to worry about in science, the Omicron variant, mm. which is the new Pokemon variant to the uh, coronavirus. Man, this shit has had more mutations and transformation and rogue. This thing, this thing, man. First of all, Omicron is a transformer from the Transformer movie that was the size of a planet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Omicron. And then the um, the scientists that actually first found it, they was like in uh, it was a South African doctor. Uh, I'm about to pull up now so I can pull up their name or whatever. But ever since then, mm-hmm. the South African doctor like said things about it. Um, pretty much. Um, it, they, all the countries are like banning, uh, travel from African countries, like South African countries and stuff like that, whatever, like, like all of South Africa. I know, um, Biden put a ban on, um, on South Africa in general when this first came out saying that this was to help, uh, keep away the, um, Omicron virus from us or whatever. But this is the thing. It's been it's been sightings of this version of this variant in other countries. And then the actual, um, the actual doctor here, her name is um, Dr. Angelique uh, Koetze. Uh, I apologize if I um, butchered that, but her last name is C-O-E-T-Z-E-E. Um, she's the chair of the South African- Koetze. Uh, yeah, coast. That sounds about. But she's the chair of the South African Medical Association or whatever, and she told uh, the BBC on Sunday, uh, November eighteenth, that uh, presenting unusual symptoms, pretty much. But at the same time, they're still like the same. It's the same type of symptoms, pretty much. But they're mild. They're mild symptoms. Like. So it's not as and deadly as not as is. Not as deadly, but it's the problem is that it's easier to catch. But now, it's not it's as deadly e- as a yeah, it's not as deadly, but it's easier to catch. Like they say that the um the protein um uh, part of it of the cell or whatever is like a lot bigger, so it's easier for it to um merge in with your body pretty much. So it's easier to catch, but it's a little bit more mild as far as the symptoms pretty much but but they're still using they're still bad in those south african countries at the same time and i'm like there's still other like cases in different countries that's not a south africa in the countries around south africa so yeah, here's my question does my vaccine and booster work again? uh moderna is already saying that um they probably pfizer pfizer yeah, I, ain't, uh, I, I did. Uh, they still say that you might be able to catch it. Oh, uh, yeah. I know Moderna was talking about they might actually have to put out a whole nother boost. The vaccines lessened effects of it. That's all the vaccine. These vaccines for COVID just lessen the effects of it when you catch COVID. Because like I said, when I had COVID, I had the vaccine. Uh, still caught COVID. COVID is so. the new co- common cold. I hope not, but it seems like it is. Man. I'd rather it be that than yeah, exactly, exactly. I ain't lost nobody to so it's um oh maybe COVID is with these mild symptoms. Maybe COVID is like all right, we're gonna do a peace treaty with the humans or whatever. We'll just let you cough and we ain't gonna kill you. 
Uh, hopefully. But, yeah, man, that's the good and fuckery for this week, season two, episode four. Good, good, good. So after the good fuck, we're gonna take it right to face on the screen, baby. I, I, I wanna get this out. And I just love that segment. So let's go face on the screen, man. This week we talking face. top five. Face the screen. Top five, top five most overrated and top five most underrated 96. Let's go top five most underrated. Um, first we're talking rock. R.O.C. Mm. starring Charles Dutton. Great ass series. I don't even know how many um seasons that they had. I think I think they had at least seven series. Seven. Joey. Exactly. Great ass. Joey always had a split lip for some reason. Yep. Couldn't have earned that money on their rent. Couldn't pay rock back. They'd be in trouble. A lot of good star guest stars. In Vogue was on there. Tone Loke was on there. Jamie Foxx was on there. A lot of good people on there. Um, next one. One on one starring Flex. Oh man, Gonna Pratt. Great. Okay, show, that's solid. Great show. Very underrated. Next show, Moesha. Surprisingly, it's an underrated show, man. Moesha. It spawned. It spawned another show, but the other show it spawned was some fucking. Uh, we'll get into that one. We'll get into that. Moesha is an underrated show. Um, it's a dinosaur. I'm baby. Gotta love me. Oh, dinosaurs. That was I watched that show every when Friday. I hit my daddy with the frying pan. Bong. And the last one on my <laughs> underrated list is Sparks, man. Um, with John, what is it? John Avery. Um, the Jay Lawyer Tyler. Show. Uncle Phil. Yes, yes. The Lawyer Show. I remember that. Yeah. Well, Sparks. Miguel Nunez, Sparks. the shoplifter. Yes. Joanna Man. Yeah. Our yeah. man show. He's well them bright ass Steve Harvey suits. That show had a lot of potential, but it didn't get the, the raise needed. Now, mm. with these fuck-ass overrated shows, number one, Friends. <laughs> Who? Friends? Friends. You mean Fucking White Living Single? Yes. 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 Number two, The Parker. Hate that part. That show's annoying to me. Overrated as shit. Professor Overby. I can, I can roll with you. I'm not a big Parker's fan like this. I will say this. And and all dudes that were six to 96. <laughs> Face face say it all. He understand. That won't overrated. But moving on, I understand. Next show, the Steve Harvey show. Mm. Overrated. Overrated. Not funny. Uh, I'm biased. I really like that show. Mm-mm. Steve Harvey show is an overrated. Because Cedric the Under- Entertainer was hilarious on that <laughs> damn show. Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> that and I know you want some pig feet, but I oh, refuse God. to let them go. If I have to beg and please for some poker beats, I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me. Ain't too bright to beg, you know. Please don't leave me, girl. This nigga Ain't too proud to pee. Yo, well, that was my shit right there, man. I'm down below you want them pig feet. But I, I just like Cedric and Lavita. Yeah, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Poo. Or Cedric Bear, whatever the fuck she was calling him, Cedric. The video yeah, is hilarious. The show was based around saying it's a good show, but the show was based off Steve Harvey or Steve Hightower on the show. It was, it was not a good show as much. It was very overrated. Next show, Eve. How high is it rated? Overrated. You're saying show. it's overrated. Do people really rate Steve Harvey's show like that high? Huh. For it to be overrated? Like, I don't be hearing people like, oh, man, this is one of the top sitcoms of the 90s. It's overrated. It ain't funny as shit. It ain't funny for shit. Uh, but you think it's like a bad show, period. <clears throat> which is why you're saying it's overrated, is, is what you're saying. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, as always, on face yeah. the screen, the yeah. words are face, not reflect everybody else. But I get it. That damn right. This is my opinion. You know, for the most part, my opinion. If you got a comment, <clears throat> because I comment back to discuss the items on the screen. Now, like I said, Eve. Yeah. 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 I'll roll with you on the Eve. I don't even remember an episode of Eve. It wasn't much to roll. Exactly. You didn't miss anything. I, I just nothing. looked at it and it just looked like it just looked like living single with Eve in it to me. Close. Hey, with, you know, Close and worse. With, with no other uh like or um what's the other one? E version <laughs> of girlfriends. Closer and worse. Mm-hmm. That's that's well, what that's it feels. So I, well, I can't remember. Now girlfriends was a good damn show. Yeah, that was good. Oh yeah, girlfriends was my shit. But overrated up top overrated fan show in the nineties. Fucking family matters. You ain't like family matters? What? Uh, I, I would say so. I, I, I can't roll with you there. You know I can't roll with you there. That's my shit. I hate that. One, two, one. Yo, three, two, one. What? One, one two, two, three. Two. What the heck is bothering me? You, Steve! It's you! Oh, man. That is the most epic blow-up ever on television, man. That show carried me through a lot. Like, I will say this. The first two to four seasons, is not overrated. Anything past though, it did get a little weird when they started to grow up and then they was in space or some weird shit. Like, I feel you. Like, it started, it, it jumped the shark. Once I feel like once they brought in Stefan or Kale, it jumped the shark because then it became too much about like Steve transforming into the next character as opposed to like the actual dynamic yeah. of the characters on the show. Like, the grandma started to get less. Uh, to time and she was one of the best parts of the first parts. Like I feel like the first few seasons was good and then it fell off. So I can definitely give mm-hmm. you if you're talking about later on, especially the first few seasons was solid. I forgot to mention another underrated show. It's the late '80s, '90s, but I must still put in the '90s. A different world. That is one of my. You're favorite saying shows it's overrated? Time. No, under. Okay, okay, under. okay. So these are underrated. <laughs> so Family Matters is underrated. No, fuck that. Family Matters was overrated. I said I forgot to mention an underrated. Underrated, definitely a uh, different Don't. world. Different world is the reason I went to have the entire. Yeah, literally the only reason. Uh huh. It's because they had the real pit, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going." I just wanted to go to college. You know, I like that. Uh-huh. Different world definitely, definitely inspired me. That's like one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, I feel like that's the reason our generation went to college. It is. Unmasked. Even if you didn't finish, I feel like that's why you went. Like, that was a big sparking point for a lot of people to be like, all right, yeah, I can rock that. that It was visible to you. Like, if... Yeah, you you didn't know what really went went on at college before that. You you was just like, "Uh, I know people go there, but, like, the fuck do I really want to go there for? Like, I know, I I get the long term, (laughs) but, like, what's in it for me while I'm there? And then you saw a different world. It was like, oh, all right, that look cool. You hang out in the dorm and you get parties mm-hmm. and you go to mm-hmm. class, but you get homecoming shit and oh, you can join fraternities and be stepping and shit. And these niggas get to like eat French fries and shit for what? Like yeah. as a as a as a eleven as a nine year old kid, eight year old kid, that's an amazing selling point. Like these niggas is eating fucking chicken tenders every day and shit. Like next thing, and, and that's and that's cool. Like you. ain't nobody saying nothing. Like ain't no mommy or daddy there. Not, oh, this is amazing. I'm doing that. Yeah. Then them niggas had crisscross go to college. Nigga, you couldn't tell me shit. I was definitely going. 
What? Niggas, Chris Cross was there with Dwayne Wayne? I'm going. And Jada? Oh, I got some of them glasses that flipped nigga, up. Them, back nigga, to this day, them oh, glasses are some of the coolest shit. And I know they cool, but I love them glasses. Not, no, I've seen, I've seen I'm going to buy like, me a pair, like just because, and they going I want them to look corny as fuck, but I'm going to pop them shits up and wear them fucked up just so I can. Yep, you know, know who people. I'm repping. Dwayne Wayne. But I said different world was cool because you get to, it was a sitcom, so you get to see it every day. It was reinforced in your head every day with with yeah. other stuff. Like the only time you really see like black kids in colleges with like the movies, like school days and and like mm-hmm. house party and stuff like that and you only see those every once in a while hopefully if you got cable pretty much but different world that was like an everyday thing almost you know or at least at first it was like you know once a day and then after a while it was like you know with the sick with the what's that called um with the reruns and stuff it'll, you you'll see like the old season during the week and then like a new episode on friday or something like when it came out or something like that but yeah, that was pretty much saying it with that, that it reinforced it a lot more. Yeah. Um, I also said the only thing about Whitley, the AO she has, and she did not represent the average person from Rich Petersburg, Chesterfield, or any of the surrounding counties and or cities. Um the 804 oh, is a very different place than what she depicted. And that, that always frustrated. I feel like it made people outside of 804 think that that was what it was. I was thinking oh, DC. Oh champ, it ain't no Hey, Dwayne. No, it ain't none of that shit. The average girl from the 804 did not speak like that when I, I did not see that reaction. I did not and, and I'm talking about not on a was... field trip, not when we went somewhere else and saw other schools. Like, it was, nope. All of the girls pretty much looked and acted, yep, that's about the same. Hey, Dwayne. <laughs> no, ain't no hey, Dwayne. <clears throat> Broad name Tyrese with a sock on her ponytail. <laughs> the shit, man. Yeah. Nigga, Random no, nigga, I was I grew up in the 804 in the 90s. Hell no, nigga. Crack had done his job in the early eight, in the 80s and <laughs> in the, in the uh, late 80s. Like, no, by the 90s, no, buddy. It won't no hey Dwayne's nowhere. Mm-mm. That bitch came down from Nova. She was from Alexandria, Woodbridge, or somewhere up there in Northern Virginia. That's Potomac. what I was thinking. She's from Potomac. She won't from no 804. No, sir, read Bobby. That won't my area code looking like that. Hey, Dwayne, no, Dwayne. No, no, man. No, sir, read Bobby. <laughs> she made what? it for like it was softy soft. No, sir. No, sir. Y'all got. Y'all got you rolled like, up across a Whitley from the 804 in the 90s. It won't no hey Dwayne. It was Dwayne. The fuck you talking about, shop? <laughs> it won't no, it won't, it won't no hey Dwayne. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh man. Hey, do y'all got any like guilty pleasure sitcoms? Like sitcoms that everybody think is trash, but you like it. Oh boys from outer space. I was about to say the same. Yeah, I like that shit. <laughs> that was my show, yeah. man. <laughs> Everybody this thinks this that shit is trash, but I definitely did like this one. I talk shit about this show, but still like to watch it. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. I had dude different world up there. Um Dwayne yeah. Wayne friend, the light skin dude. Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yep. It was a good was show. It was underrated. Like, That's a was talking about underrated. It was bad CGI, even for the mm-hmm. times. But the overall, like 
show as far as entertainment value won't. It was just like bad mm-hmm. writing and stuff, but like them as actors, like they pulled this shit off and made it like come together as a funny shit. Yeah, they <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that. another underrated show. I don't remember the mm-hmm. name of it, but it was uh, the jump with Dougie Duck, and he had like a little sister, and him and his little sister was always arguing, mm-hmm. and they had a dad that was like a cab driver. He was be Douglas. Oh, uh, Douglas. Really know what you're talking about too. What was it called? Yeah. No, that's Doug or like do 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 no, no, that's that's the cartoon. Oh, the name of that show was called Doug. Too. I'm about to look him up. Yeah, like oh shit. All right, well, yeah, something. that show. That show was under no, me too. I know you're talking about it's um because I, I was just watching a couple of the um episodes not so long ago. Because they got this shit on YouTube. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The dad was like a taxi driver or some shit. Yeah, Flex was in there too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Is this yep. movies? I need a TV show. What um like what year it came out? Man, I don't know. Late 80s, early 90s, bro. I was a kid. Where I, I live. I, I didn't know I didn't know Face yet. That's how young I was. I had not met Face yet. It has to be this show, Where I Live. Probably. Yep. This says Flex Alexander in it. Yep. And Dougie Doug, yeah. Yeah. It was a good show. Like everybody in it was a solid actor or actress. Like the mom and dad was good, the sister was good, Dougie Doug and Flex was good as like a buddy duo. Like mm-hmm. the neighborhood crew was like it was just a solid show that a lot of people just I feel like it just didn't get the promo it needed. It was on a uh, TGIF or ABC. Yeah, for a quick second. Yeah. Well, that's all Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug was on that movie Class Act. Yeah, I love that. I don't. Th- I don't think Facebook Spinners is underrated, but I do got another underrated if he don't say it. Who that we ain't said yet? What hanging with Mr. Cooper? Oh, yeah, that was. A, yeah, that was a good. Very, very underrated. That's a very solid underrated. ass. That's a solid ass. Come right, Cooper. Cooper. You know. You know what? I that was such a good show that I feel like there was a lot of copycats because I feel like in the house was the copycat of hanging with Mr. Cooper to me, like with um. With LL I, and, I'm gonna be honest, man. Carlton, I, and I know I put him on the on the list. I I don't really care for him to act. Who LL Cool J? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like him oh. as either. Oh well, since I'm in good company, I, I don't like LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, this will make voting for him easy. Oh. I give him the respect for all his, his. I don't care who he going against. This nigga went down. I, I give him. I can't think of nobody that I, that I like <laughs> less than him. Nope, you know he's about bottom of my barrel. I, I could care. I I don't care about no deepest bluest. The hat is shock. Only thing he can do for me is give me the you're doing it, you're doing it, doing it well. Even then, I don't like his verses. I just like the hook and the joke. Uh, uh, what's the joke? Because you're like a jelly bean. <laughs> no, hell, hell, the fuck no. It's the joke. He is like a. Let me smile today. And I again, I only <laughs> like the singing part. I don't like his verses. I like everything but his verses. First, I like yeah. the no, no. That's my shit. <laughs> and then after that, up, oh, skip. Mama said knock you out. Is like nope, one nope, nope. He could have knocked himself out with that microphone right then. I'm good. That's it. Mama should have knocked his ass out before he went to the studio and put that bullshit on there. That, that straight basura. But that him, God of uh, It just seems corny to me. I don't. I don't want to win the battle. Him or cannabis. cannabis. So who won him? Or cannabis. cannabis. His fame. His fame made people gas that bullshit ass ripper shit. Man, I, cannabis <laughs> smoked his boots. 
Yes, smoked his entire booth. Running in the sand. Them shits is still steaming in the middle of the, whatever that ring was he had back then. Whatever he is, this shit is still steaming. And Cannabis' say, verse on 321, the original version was still better than that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to part it. You want to add a lot. Nigga, shut up. Shut the fuck up and go take your steroids, sir. Lick your uh-huh. lips, take your steroids, and shut the fuck up with your small head. Even when rappers like give him his accolades, fuck I feel like they feel like they have to say it because of politics or whatever. But he annoyed me. He annoys the heck out of me. Fuck off. They should have left his ass in the deepest, bluest part and drowned the fuck out. I know it's horrible to say, but I could have done. I could do without LL. It's wrong. It's been it so good since he's been quiet in his old age. I'm so glad he's just shut the fuck up and went on you out. You know one thing about LL that all black actors should take from him? He has never died in no movie. Of course not. His little small oh. head ass ego won't That's against his brand. <sighs> no, you won't kill me. I got to lick my lips in the last scene. He got a, um, he got honored at the, um, Rock and make roll. sure my make sure my hat doesn't come off. You know my head is shaped real funny. Yeah, he always wearing a hat. Should look or like a, a shark hat. fin for real. Mm-hmm. Dorsal head ass. And he did that blasphemy to a Timberland beat. <laughs> nigga dorsal head as fuck. He did that blasphemy to that Timberland beat. Head strong. See that nigga swimming at you from the other end of the pool at a hotel or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, I'm LL. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. <clears throat> Crackling man, <laughs> traffic cone here. You know that that hook is the hook you have when you don't got nothing else. You can't think of nothing else. <laughs> you, know what that, you know what that look is? That look is the look you have when you don't put your head into a pencil shop. <laughs> Oh, man. I will say that. Hook, His head hook. looked like the shape of face hat. <laughs> but face can take that off. He is, is like stuck. That's that's what he got. Right. He looked like he screws his uh, skull caps on. His mama did not mold his head right when she had him. She just used him out and let it stay like that. Like, you supposed He's to shape to that start. a little bit, mama. You're supposed to shape that a little bit for a second. Like that. You just push that out. That shit going to be misshaped for a second. You got to mold that a little bit. That shit is. That shit but is bullety. LL and petite at that. Like you big and swole with that little ass head looking like a goomba off the Mario movie. Expect to see this nigga in the elevator. He about to be a Lewis. Boo boo. The look, the style, the clothes, the web. Boo boo. Oh, boo boo. Boo boo. His head is like turtle action figure. You seen, you remember the Ninja Turtle action figures? Yeah, that's what his head shaped like. I seen him talking about something about to get a head. Yeah, Yeah, because his head hurt. Oh, that week. <laughs> How do you do that to a Timberland beat, man? Timberland. That's the hook you had right, when you, man, old, you ran out of ideas. Off. Thanks, fuck me. How do we well, get here? How do we get here? Oh, yeah. Talking about his garbage ass show. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in America, LL Cool J's leg is freezing. <laughs> that Working with this nigga turned Maya Campbell into a crackhead. Well, that's all I have for Face to Screen this week. Thanks for y'all for tuning in to Face to Screen. Tune in next week for some more screen. Indeed, indeed. I enjoyed that one. It's from. <laughs> Everybody get a it's from. Now, I was going to talk about how to get over being bitter and all that other stuff, but I decided not to talk about that this week, man, because 
people who gonna be better, they gonna be better regardless of what advice I give them. So I mean, only thing I can get tell them is get over that shit. Get you over it. You get over it now. Do it I'm you after this podcast. Refocus yourself. Focus on the new priorities in your life. You yes. Fill up that time that you should take with something <clears throat> more worthwhile. Just, just refocus on you. Get over that shit. Don't be bitter. Don't put that shit on a new person. Don't even get a new person. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Make sure you're ready inside and out before you move forward. Don't be bitter. Don't be a bitter Betty. <clears throat> don't be a bitter Benjamin. Just don't be bitter. Just don't be bitter at all. Mm-hmm. Let that shit go. You used to didn't know him. Let it go. You let used to didn't go. know. Yes. And when you're letting it go and you're getting over, go ahead and check out my black business. This week, it is a stage play. The name of the play is She Got It. Sharon has it all. The perfect job, the perfect man, and the perfect friends. Eric, Tamara, and Nicole. What more could a girl ask for? It's two weeks before her wedding and she gets the news that will change her life forever. Will she make it through it? Will the wedding still be on? Only love and her friends will get her through this one. Grab your bestie and come check out this phenomenal new stage play. It's going down. It's going down at Trey's Place. T-R-E apostrophe S Place at 4913 West Street, Forest Park, Georgia, 30297. The doors open one hour before showtime. Showtime is at 7 p.m. and they got four shows February 17th through the 20th. So any night, February 17th through the 20th, they got showtimes. Tickets are $25 or $50 for a VIP. If you want group rates or special group rates, you got your crew coming, your family coming with you, go to Trey, T-R-E, at TreyFloyd.com. That's T-R-E-F-L-O-Y-D.com. Trey at TreyFloyd.com. Um, yeah, man. And get your tickets at TreyFloyd.com. The play is She Got It. And one of my personal friends is actually acting in the play, so definitely go support if you are in the Atlanta metro area. So, yeah, that's on February 17th through the 20th. You got plenty of time to, to make plans. Indeed, you man. Get your plane tickets. Damn. Wow. While you're getting your tickets, hair rooms, you're getting your, your shit together, you got to have your fit right for the show. So tell them how they can get that merch face. Well, you can always go to my favorite place. Rtreclothing.com. Once again, that's rtreclothing.com. Once again, that's A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. I refuse to spell clothing for you. You should know how to spell clothing if you're wearing it. And that's A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. New stuff from you see it. You see it. Long sleeves out. We got the hoodies out. The new flu monkey merchandise is out. Soon we're coming with the new Patty Hendrix stuff coming out. Hey. More and more hoodies. Let's go. I can't get this thing straight. Christmas time coming up. Christmas time coming up. Christmas time coming up. New code RTRAY1. Try it out. A-R-T-R-E number one. Try the new promo code out. See how it helps you out. And easy don't to just take it's just shirts and hoodies and, and full length clothing. You can also get your stocking stuffers with your mask or your socks. Or your cases. So you got options out there. So you know what I'm saying? If you want to stuck a little something in people stocking and make their Christmas mm-hmm. really, really Merry Christmas, go ahead and check that out. Rtreyclothing.com. And yep. if you want to get okay. in touch with us over the holidays or over <coughs> these next few weeks as we are going into our holiday season. Pat, how can they get in touch with us, man? At T H E P O D N A S 
That is the Twitter. That is the TikTok. That is the Instagram. That is the Facebook. Also, we also have Tiz, Face, Pat, all the partners on Facebook. Uh, sometimes me and Face tag each other uh, and Tiz, Face, Pat as the partners. Like we all talking to each other, show up different things we see throughout the week and everything. If y'all have any ideas, um, we should be doing a live show soon. If you got any videos you want us to react to or you just um, just want to say hello. Just indeed. hit it up there. Indeed, <clears throat> indeed, man. And um, shout out um, if you want to support financially and decide, hey, you know, I don't need nothing back. I just literally want to donate to the cause and allow you guys to continue to progress and get better. You can always donate by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners. That's buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners. And there you can sign up for a membership for as little as $4.99 per month. Um, with membership gets you all access to our discord, which means you get offsite, offline access to us. We can comment with us, get in our group chats, kind of laugh along with us. You also get access to member only events. Um, you get unedited videos of all of our podcasts that drop. So you get a lot of good, uh, goodies. You get special promo codes to the store that other people don't even get access to. So you get a lot of really cool uh, things if you sign up for the membership. Um, but also on there, you can donate for as little as $1 if you support the cause. Also on anchor.fm, if you are listening to the podcast, they are always click there first if you listen to the podcast. Um, there you can actually become a supporter for $4.99 a month and um, help our channel continue to grow, help our podcast continue to grow. And um, hopefully we know we can end up making this our full-time gig. Also, you can donate by going to Cash App, dollar sign, Padna Tiz One. That's P-O-D-N-A-T-I-Z-1. Um, all of those are ways you can financially support if you would like to. But the easiest thing you can do to support is to, for one, if you are listening to this on any podcast site, go ahead and subscribe. Click, click that follow button. Make sure you are getting that content and you are listening to it on a consistent basis. Two, if you are on YouTube or any other site that allows you to like, 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 smash the like. That helps us out with the algorithm and allows us to push our content out to more ears and listeners and our pod squad community can grow. If you are listening to this right now and you had a thought, comment. This is an open dialogue that we are having not only with each other, obviously, but also with you as you listen. So if you got thoughts, if you're on listening on Anchor, you can actually drop your thoughts verbally and leave us an audio message with your actual thoughts that we can add into the episode so everyone will get to hear you sound off against us right there live. Also, you can always comment right there on YouTube. Comment down below and let us know what you thought. Um, we love to have a dialogue, and we are the type of podcasters that we actually will jump in the comment <coughs> sections and jump in there with and have those dialogues and those comments and those conversations, and we'll laugh with you, and we'll debate with you, and we'll do the whole nine. So, uh, like, comment, share it, subscribe if you're not already a member of the Pod Squad. And those are the ways you can support. And as always, man, it's been a pleasure to be with y'all. It's pleasure, been a pleasure to be with my bros. And I have been one third of the partners, your boy Tiz. And I'm along with other third of the partners, your friendly neighborhood uh, Padawan here. I was about to say Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, and I'm along with. What is happening? It's Face. Thank you for coming. Could have been anywhere. Put your game in. Come again next week, too. And until then, guys, we'll see y'all next week. We about this.
Hey. Season two. Season two.